working from home, I literally was going from the desk to the couch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, the gym's not on the drive home because I'm not going anywhere. Right. Right, right, right. You know, so it was like you learn. You just learn the different things that you need to do. That's fair. I feel like separation anxiety plays a big part of like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I mean, I guess that may be more like trauma. Cause like, you know, I know there's some people like they get in relationships that are like what codependent mm-hmm. or like people have, or like leaving the nest is like a thing for mothers. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, um, yes, people in general, like they, they just find anyone that they can, a friend group or like uh, a person to a latch person on to or, that's constantly feeding them the, yeah. the, the, the ammo to say yes to. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like I see that a lot with a lot of people. Like sometimes it's an addiction. Okay. It becomes an addiction because I I have this need that needs to be filled. If it's not getting filled, I need to find it. Right. That's like some people are addicted to chaos because in their life in their childhood they've had chaos their entire childhood, and then all of a sudden there's no chaos. You don't feel normal. It's like oh shit, I got anxiety because there's nothing bad right. going on. Right. So then it's like, so what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just be okay? You know? So it's just one of those things. It's like, it depends on what you're thinking and how you, how you, how you approach it, I guess. But I mean, that's something that it takes a while in therapy to honestly, to work through. Just kind of going through all the layers of basically really just from birth to like that point right. where they're at and figuring out like okay this is why you're triggered right absolutely i feel that so we're gonna take a quick break guys um i wanted to mention that we're doing a giveaway on this episode and if you're listening we're gonna have three key words in this episode uh the first word that's coming up is jiggy j-i-g-g-y <laughs> And you want to write it down, write it down because there's going to be two more. And uh, we'll give you the instructions towards the end. Yeah, we'll so give stay you the tuned. instructions. So stay tuned. But the first word is jiggy, just to let you know. Now we're going to start talking about addiction, um, which was a good segue mm-hmm. from saying yes, because that could be a form of addiction. So mm-hmm. there's many forms of addiction. Many. It's not just drugs. It's not just alcohol. There's. There's way more than that. Um, So that's what we're going to get into. I think uh, what we kind of discussed off air was how you were asking Amy about going to the gym. And if you. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 So. Okay. 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 Yeah. No. So I was saying how like, okay, so we have these socially accepted coping mechanisms, Mm -hmm. right? And I related to fitness a lot of a lot of times just because people that could have been addicted to drugs. Right. There's a certain type of high that you get from the endorphins and all that stuff from fitness. Right. Or like running is a big one because runners high. So I related to fitness, but in a sense of that, like you're going to get a lot of accolades and the pats on the back because, quote unquote, you're doing something that's healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. But. What we were having a conversation of is, is at what point in time can something that might be socially accepted on a surface actually be a negative addiction or negative impact on your life, even though it looks, you know, like it's good for you? Right. So think about it. I do not know one person that does not have some form of addiction. 100%. I think think everybody has an addiction. Some are just socially acceptable 
nicotine, uh, coffee, working out, stuff like that is socially acceptable. But they're also addictions. Coffee enemas. Right. That, hey, that was that, 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 a strange that, that, addiction. It's a goat. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know any. Oh, my God. I didn't know about this until, uh, wait, was it? No, it Eric, was me. That was you. It, it was, was you. Me. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? People are addicted to this? <gasps> Here we go. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. It was a little side topic. I'm just saying it's on the addiction. It's on the addiction list. Continue. So, okay. So a lot of times, let's let's just say this. Addiction is a chemical change in your brain. Uh-huh. Anything that changes your chemical makeup in your brain can become an addiction. Because if you are susceptible to any kind of addiction, it usually means that there's either low serotonin, dopamine, I call them the happy hormones, mm-hmm. any of those that our levels aren't quite right. Because we're all made of the same chemicals. It's right. just some are lower than others. Some have higher. Fire yeah. Whatever right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you start feeling those rushes, those highs, it kicks up those endorphins. It kicks mm-hmm. up the serotonin, the dopamine, the adrenaline. It, it kicks it all up. And that becomes the, a good feeling. And yeah. it's like if you haven't been feeling good, it's going to boost it up there even higher. So you're going to want to keep feeling good. So you're going to want to keep Go doing, back again. Right. So the difference is, though, we build them with things like working out. We build up those chemicals. We right. make those chemicals happen internally. Right. Substances, it mimics the chemicals. So our brain gets lazy and stops producing them. So now you need the drug to continue getting that. Right. And it's never the same high when it comes to that. With working out, it can be that same rush. Right. So when you're talking about when does it become an addiction, well, if you're feeling like addiction is, if it's starting to interfere with your personal life, Mm -hmm. your professional life, legal issues, uh, financial issues, Mm -hmm. so anything like that. If you're working out like an hour and a half a day, and then all of a sudden you're working out three hours a day, and then you have a day that you don't work out, but maybe an hour, you don't feel like you actually worked out. That's when, because the chemicals aren't there that you're used to giving yourself. Yeah, you're not getting that rush. So that's where it can become the addiction. That's when you're going to notice the addiction happening. Okay. So I call it the, say this, it's not the professional terms. When people are in that space, I usually tell them, try to balance it out. Yeah. Because we all have an addiction. So let's take this healthy addiction and kind of balance it out. It's one of the addictions that, you know, most people say they can try to, you know, okay, well, I can go to the mm. gym for an hour. Right. Okay, I can go five days a week for an hour a day. Okay. You know what I mean? And they can balance it out versus spending an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half at night. Yeah, But yeah. It, it takes a lot because you're you're not used to having that low amount of chemical in your system. Okay. I mean, I, I think for me, and I also look at, like, for me, it was like the emo. I like I knew fitness was going to a dark place for me for a while, just because it was affecting like not like my self esteem or like me going to work or anything like that. But it became such. It, it was almost like an obsession to the point to where it was like, you know, I would have like little bouts of depression because it would be like, you know, I didn't gain a pound of muscle this month. Like something's wrong with me, or it'd be like. Why am I, you know, or I didn't get like as good of a workout as I felt like I should have had. It's like, bro, I've been here for three hours and I didn't get a pump like I did two weeks ago. Or like, and then it became this thing where it was just like my mood 
was down because I wasn't getting you weren't getting that the same chemical. satisfaction yeah. or those same results uh, that I was getting, you know, like when I very first started getting back into making it, you know, uh, really getting back into fitness because I was right. out of fitness for like, you know, I went from playing football, being in fitness for my whole life. And then for like four, three, four years, I didn't, you couldn't catch me with a gym membership. Yeah. Then I got back into it. I'm getting all these results. I'm getting all those endorphin highs. And then, you know, just like anything in life, you hit a point to where you plateau. There is no more excitement. I hate to say it, but right. it's just like right. there is no more excitement because there's no newness. You've done, you know, almost everything that could be done in that industry or in that realm. Right. So now those those highs and lows are nowhere near the same anymore. So it got to a point to where I realized that, like, whoa, I think this fitness thing is kind of like bad for me because it's like I'm not able to function without getting that same high or getting that same pump or getting that same drive or getting that same you know because at that point it's maintenance yeah and in my mind i'm thinking like Mm -hmm. no there's more i have to have more i've been getting it for six months seven months a year i've been getting all these gains like i it has to be more and it's like no you've you you've reached a point where it's just like this and i'm not gonna say it's like the end but it's just like you have to accept the reality that you've maxed out a lot of these different avenues you know what i mean so enjoy it versus thinking that like you gotta keep pushing for more and and i realized i had to take a step back from fitness because i was like man like i'm depressed or then like i had to start having like bad eating habits because then it was Mm -hmm. just like all right if i wasn't lean enough or then it was like i'd stop eating but then like everybody's like bro you're like the leanest guy in the gym and it's just like nah fam like I got to go keto and lose like that. And it's just everybody's looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy coming in here 10% body fat and talking about he needs to go keto? You know what I mean? So, and that's why I, like, that's why like, I feel like there's a lot of people right now that Mm -hmm. don't realize that a part of their self-esteem or a part of their mood, a part of their emotions are in a bad spot because they may be doing things and they may be trying to pursue certain things that on the surface, yeah, it is a good idea mm-hmm. that you're doing it, but you just have this unhealthy addiction to like, I guess the high or the rush. Right. Or well, something. think about the ritual. Think about the ritual of working out. Oh man, it's it's a ritual. Right. Oh, it's a daily the, ritual. And there's a ritual with using drugs. There's a r- ritual for people that gamble, people yeah. that are addicted to sex, people that are addicted to drama. There's a ritual. We become so used to that ritual that becomes our routine. Mm. The chase. Right. Like with, with substances, it's usually the chase to get the drug. Right. Because once you get the drug, it's never going to be that same high as it was the first time. With working out, you're trying to maintain that high that you get from that. And at some point, it it's no longer there. Right. And it's no longer there, but that ritual is still there. So when your brain is thinking... Well, where's the high? Right. If the ritual is still there because that becomes your new normal, that becomes your consistency. You know what I mean? Right, it's, right, it's, right, right. it's your schedule. It's like when you don't get it, it's like, wait, 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 wait. I did everything right. Right. Where's. And then you start guessing, you second guess yourself. So when you're second guessing yourself, it's like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. Right. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you just like, now you're depressed. And now it's mm-hmm. just like, or you go do it to like, okay, now I have to do something extreme to try to. Like, get that high again, and it's just like, no, it's just not there. And I think a lot of people, in all honesty, because we are a society where you have to be slim. Like, I know when I was at my skinniest, I think I had a six-pack. I know I didn't, but in my head I did. I mean, you know, whatever. As long as you saw it. Right. That's all I, I, I did. I right saw it right now. All right. 
six I, pack <laughs> a cup zeros. <laughs> but it's like even then I was so self-conscious and mm-hmm. I've never been a person that's been self-conscious. But when I was at my skinniest, I was so self-conscious because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still they can still see that fat roll. Right, that's right. the worst because I look at pictures of when I was thin and I'm like, I wish I could be that fat. Why <laughs> did I feel like I was fat? Right. <laughs> I wish I could be that fat away. again. Yeah. But we do that. We we all, I mean, it's just, and it's also part of society because we're all meant like the Instagram. I had this conversation with a with a client about Instagram. Oh my! And, it's the devil. Yeah, and like how you have these Instagram models and to try to obtain. That kind of is it's but even the ones that look beautiful that's normal, they are still using mm-hmm. face app and photos. I'm like, you already like walk in the right society standard of beauty and you're still doing all this extra stuff. So it's like you you don't even have a realistic thing to look at. You're looking at computer generated right. people thinking but, I'm gonna look like that naturally. Right. Stop. So get, get as a, but as here. a teenager, if I'm a teenager and I see, you know, people on Kim Instagram, Kardashian. right? Kylie, when everybody did the lip thing. Right. Like there's so many different things that it's like Chloe. Well, she doesn't even look like Chloe anymore. No, but yeah. I don't know who this new one is. Right. It's a clone. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. That's the first week of the night. <laughs> But I mean, it's like, it all affects our self-esteem. So if you're looking at that and saying, I have to obtain that because otherwise I'm not pretty. It's bad. It's bad because that becomes your addiction that I have to look like that. I have to do that. That's what I've got to do in order to feel pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that before. Um, You're pretty in my life. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, seriously, if you look at my Instagram, I probably do not have a selfie up. And I used to post a selfie all the time, all the time, all the time. Now I don't because I'm like, who cares about my selfie? (laughs) After all these people that are on Instagram that look so much better Mm -hmm. than me, you know, I think that. And I'm like, then I tell myself, that is filters. That is this. And I think it's all about education i think that people need to educate their kids like hey yeah you may see these things online but it's a filter let me do it on you you know put it on your kids show them how it works and be like this person does not really look like that so you don't have to obtain those i did okay okay i did not know (laughs) you just got so excited this blew my fucking mind me and Eric were just laying in the bed and he like goes through like instagram twitter whatever and i'll look up like fitness tips or whatever and he watches that one guy. He's a twin. He has a twin, but he has a YouTube where all he does is he like he critiques people that do hair and he critiques people that get caught when they do bad face apps or bad body like oh. a tutorial. Oh, so yeah. I did not know until like a year ago or like maybe like two years ago that this even existed. I did. I, I thought, like, like for the longest, I thought these people just looked fucking ridiculously right. perfect. I was like, <laughs> God loved you. Like, you got it, bitch. Good for Wait, you. Wait, is he the guy they, that, that has a picture of J-Lo and he shows you where there's, like, a little swirl by yeah, her back? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes his brother comes on and uh, whatever. They talk about it. Twin, yeah. But I was like, I was, I was so mind-fucked when I saw that. Because I was like... That's what these people... I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, like, that's what these people have been doing this whole time? Mm-hmm. I thought that that was just, damn, bitch, you got lucky. But, like, it right. was... It's... it's No, like, 
These people are literally altered. I mean, cheekbones, forehead reduction, jaw lines, like muscles. muscles. You, can the, you can put the muscles on. You can put the fake. You can put fake abs on your pictures. I put fake abs on my picture, but I didn't release the picture. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I did. Like, I'm telling you, like, up until like two years ago, I had no earthly idea that these apps even existed. So I can't even imagine, like. A kid in middle school, right? Well, no, not this day and age. This day and age, they all know about it. But up until like a few, you know, right. probably five, these apps are probably like hidden on the market. And like all these kids grow up with this like unrealistic expectation of what they're supposed to look like, not even knowing that these apps are out and there. And then you think about it. If you are a teenager and you're feeling that way, you go to the gym. Right. You know what I mean? You go into the school the gym. You get, right. You get, right. Or, you know, or, you know, you get into diet pills. Yeah. That can become an addiction. Yeah. You know, or. Bad okay. eating habits. Bad eating like, I got habits. into that. Bad eating habits because you're thinking, like, I don't want to eat these carbs because then I'm going to get, you know, no, 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 stay and away from these colon cleanses. That's a big one that, like, people will do yep. that to continuously to try to diet. They fuck you know, shit up. Yep. There's so many different things because it beca- they all become addictions. That's why mm-hmm. when people ask me about substance abuse, I'm like, but there's other things besides substances to be addicted to. Right. There's so many other things out there. I feel like that's so taboo, too, because it's like whenever you think addiction, people automatically only think drugs, drugs. alcohol. Right. Drugs, alcohol. The that's number it. one addiction. <laughs> your voice. Well, your, that was amazing. <laughs> drugs, alcohol. <laughs> he was on the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> McGruff, the little dog that talks to everybody. No, the, the, a lot of people don't, I don't know if this is the number one, but I know it's a major one is food Mm -hmm. is a major addiction. It's my addiction guys. Me too. Well, you know what? And I could be, think about it. Okay. (laughs) Think about it. Bacon. When I was a young kid, so I grew up in a big Polish family. So there was a lot of deaths. Like, because my dad was the young... Death. Death, yeah. Like, older people dying, passing away. You know what I mean? People, family members that I barely knew. So what would happen is, is that everybody brought food. And you Mm. brought comfort food. So I got taught, when you're sad, eat comfort. Eat food. When you were having a bad time, say if you had had a bad grade, or I thought I did great on a project, or my team lost, or something like that, we got comfort food. Mm -hmm. It was always, always, always comfort food. So I had to finally say, okay, I'm eating because I'm comfortable. I'm eating because I'm sad. I'm eating because of this, because of that. I'm not eating because I'm hungry. I'm eating because of my emotions. But what happens is, is that we tend to do that a lot. And that becomes our addiction. I know it will fulfill a need. It will fulfill that void, and I will feel good for that moment. I'll feel like crap afterwards Mm -hmm. and beat myself up because there's that cycle. Right. But I will feel good in the moment. Or just like people that restrict their food. Mm -hmm. You restrict your food because guess what? It's a form of control. It's one way that you can control what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. If I restrict my food, I know what I can weigh. I know what I can do, so I'm going to restrict my food. And then that becomes an obsession. That becomes an addiction because it's like that's the one thing I know I can control. So, I mean, it's... I struggle with that, and and it it sounds funny, but my addiction to food happens in the morning, and that's when it's the strongest. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking about breakfast. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I want breakfast. And what do I want to eat? Mm -hmm. I want to eat something that's going to make me feel good. (laughs) 
Seriously. Yeah. Like, but honestly, no, I, I fight through my morning to make myself get something that I know is healthy for me. I, I think about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm either going to get Chick-fil-A and it's going to be terrible for me. <laughs> or I can eat the diet that Marlon gave me, which is... Chick-fil-A a- wins. <laughs> Chick-fil-A won today. <laughs> hey, but you, okay, I will say this, though. I will say this. I'm not 100% against Chick-fil-A. I looked at the macros on Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's not as I always bad get the scramble bowl. Think. I always yeah. get the scramble bowl. If I'm going to do it, I get the scramble bowl without the, the potatoes in it, the fries. So it's pretty much protein. Yeah. But still, you know, there's cheese on it. You know, I know it's a bad decision. I probably decision. shouldn't say that because that means I'm probably like enabling, enabling his addiction. It's supposed <laughs> yes, to be my you train. are. Chick-fil-A, no. <laughs> but no, I... No yeah, drugs, no Chick-fil-A. That's my, my hardest part is in the mm-hmm. morning. And so when I, if I get up, I'm like, make a good decision. <laughs> And then I open DoorDash and I'm like, <laughs> make a good decision. <laughs> okay, I got to call somebody. So you know what you have to do then? It's, it's, it's like people that smoke cigarettes first thing in the morning. I tell them, what is your normal routine? You get up, do you, do you smoke in bed? Do you go sit on the couch? Like, what's your normal routine? And don't do it. Change it up. When you first get up, go do something that you normally wouldn't do when you first get up. Okay. So that way then it's changing it because changing mm. that ritual. Again, it's a ritual. That's true. So sometimes I, I can do, definitely see that with cigarettes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do get up and I always have to take my dogs out, you know, put them in the living room, feed them. So I'll do that. And when I put their food out, I'll go and make my breakfast right away so that I don't even have to think of it. Some days my schedule gets thrown off and mm-hmm. I end up reverting back to my old ritual. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A. Open door dash. Door, I, I that's what I thought it was first, honestly. Chick-fil-A. Huh? Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> and it was K. Roger when I moved down here. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know it was growing Their food is blessed. That's why it tastes so good. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's got some Christian crack in there. They prayed over it when they <laughs> built the franchise. Christian crack. <laughs> I feel bad every time I go to Chick-fil-A because we know they hate, they don't they don't like the LGBTQ, whatever. But. Well, apparently they changed their views. But okay, that's um, but, what I was gonna say. Because every Chick Fil A I've been to, they've had at least two gay people working, <laughs> at least two queens. Right. I mean, and I'm talking about not like the he might be. No, I'm talking full bone like yeah. queen. Hi, welcome to Chick Fil A. I'm gonna take your order. <laughs> and I'm like, you're one of us. You're like you're, you're working for the wrong person. Right. <laughs> Go work for McDonald's. I'm, I'm like, right, right. Hot topic. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like. Anything. That's why it's like food in the morning is your addiction. It's that ritual. It's changing that ritual. I'm trying to cut down my coffee intake. And so I know first thing in the morning, I automatically go to a coffee. So I've been trying to not do that. It's been stressful. I have is been... coffee that bad, though? No, I think it's more of because of anxiety and high blood pressure oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like oh, that, okay, the, the, okay, the fears okay, of all this stuff. Like, I want to make sure that I'm not over-caffeinating myself. So I wanna, for you, it, it could be bad. Right. Okay. So I don't want to go that route. And plus, I mean, addiction runs in my family, so I know dang well I could be addicted to anything very quickly. Wow. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's, it's the same thing, like, if you were anxious, if I'm anxious, I won't have a cocktail. If I'm stressed, you know, if I have any kind of stress, I won't. If I'm having a down day, I won't. Because I know that could easily become my coping skill to go to. Mm. 
But you think about it. Food is a coping skill. Working out is a coping skill. You that know? was my coping skill forever. It was like I'd be, I would be at the gym literally twice a day, three hours a day. Yep. Clockwork. I mean, people would literally be like, bro, you got a mattress in here? Do you ever leave? Like, people are, like, I mean, like, I was at the gym, like, I need like to trade my addiction for that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to trade my food addiction for that. Well, right. but you think about it. People that, people that quit drinking, what do they usually do? Start smoking cigarettes and drink coffee. Because that's what, that's what it is. Oh, AA yeah. Meeting. But that replaces their ritual because right. they normally get up and they smoke a cigarette. And instead, now I'm going to get up and drink a cup of coffee. Right. And then, Okay. So we always, and that's, I think that's one of the biggest things is we tend to replace our addictions with another addiction. Mm. It's just in all honesty. And I know some addiction counselors. Socially acceptable. Right. And so it's just trying to, on the healthier addictions, balance it out. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I feel like that is an unspoken Topic mm-hmm. when it comes to addiction because the stigma is always that addiction is like you doing something bad, but it's just like you can be addicted to something that's good too. Absolutely, and it can have the same negative ramifications on your life. Think and about it: helping people can become an addiction. Yeah. You feel good giving and giving and giving, so you just keep giving, and then you end up. I mean, there's With nothing. Yeah, but you feel so good when you do it. You don't. You don't stop. Right. I mean, the, you know, I had a client a long time ago. He was very wealthy. He wasn't when I saw him because he had given out so much of his money. Everything. He, oh, well, this person needed a couple thousand. This person said they needed this. This person's struggling with this. And they all knew he was had money. Right. And I'm like, then he's starting to sell his personal belongings just to pay his own bills. But it became an addiction to him because it was that ritual of like. Helping make, Yeah. I have to tell myself now, I have to tell myself with people when they ask me something, are they telling me this because now they know my Mm -hmm. financial status or because or and then I'll think to myself, have they ever said anything like this before? No. And now they're bringing it up. Right. Why are they bringing it up? Right. Why should it matter now? And every time we talk on the phone, it's brought up and I'm like, okay, I don't say anything. I just let it pass by and I'm not going to feed into it it. like yeah next yeah and speaking of the the food addiction guys um just a little lightheartedness our second (laughs) key word is chicken wing oh yeah yeah that's a good good. 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 that's a good word that's a good word okay Chicken wing, chicken Chicken wing. wing. Write it down. Take a picture. Chicken wing ain't Um, no thing. And if you miss the first uh, keyword, you better go back and listen from the beginning. I'm not gonna say it. I'll I'll tell you. Never mind. I'm not gonna tell you. (laughs) Go back and listen. But chicken wing. That's the second word. We got one more (laughs) keyword, and then we'll announce the. We'll announce the rules. The rules and what you'll get and the prize. Later, after nice. That. I like this. I like. I'm like. Ooh, I'm not like excited. Ooh. Amy, you already like got the, prizes. It's all about free ninety nine. Come oh on now. Right, right. What's the dude off of Austin Powers? Uh, the evil guy. Oh, uh, oh uh, Doctor uh, Evil. Doctor Evil. Mm. Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> we gave Amy a swag, swag bag, bag of Sky Woo. Squid's merchandise. Um, and we're not going to let you know what it is. We'll tell you after when we tell you what the prize is. So. Yeah. But so, one more keyword, so y'all, y'all stay, stay listening. <laughs> so 
when we were talking, when we talk about addictions, because I don't, because substance abuse in itself is a whole nother. Another ball. Yeah. But like um, in Maine, when they first started having um, casinos, they had gamble, they had like this huge thing about gambling. Oh. We had this huge, I, I had to take a training on gambling as an addiction. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it like it's in their commercials. If you have a gambling addiction, blah, 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 blah. So my thing was, is could that really be an addiction? And then I go, when I used to go, I would sit at that like. The slot machine? <laughs> yes, and hit that button. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's not an addiction for me. I hate losing money. And yeah, yeah, you, you'll never. I put forty dollars on my card, and then after that forty was gone. Listen, yeah. I had a friend. I met a couple friends in Vegas, and one of them, she she was sitting at the slot machine, and she had put in a twenty, and she won like five hundred dollars. My other friend was sitting there going, "Cash out, cash out." She's Hell like, yeah. "No, she's just hitting it." She lost like three hundred, and then she won like another six hundred, and she's lucky like that. So she was like winning, losing, winning, losing. And my other friend was like having an anxiety attack. Like, <laughs> like she needs to cash out. Oh, I can't my, do it. He's got all this money. Oh like just God. cash out. It was so funny. Cause I'm like, meh. <laughs> yeah, no. That one, I that lived in Vegas, <laughs> right? I lived in, um, I lived in Vegas for a while. My dad was stationed at Nellis Air Force Base. And it was so funny because obviously there's casinos everywhere because it's legal. But I think the real thing that kind of stirred me away from gambling was you'd see like in these um, in these more like, I guess, not the main casinos, but like the little kind of like off the off the main strip casinos. Right. There would be a pawn shop mm-hmm. right next door. So you'd see a, you would see like four casinos. And like three pawn shops. Oh, Windstar. Yeah. Windstar has and then you that. Go, yeah. And then up you in go Oklahoma. into these um you go into these pawn shops and it's like shopping at Walmart. <laughs> it's brand new TVs, wedding wings. Like people will be um or like Fridays, like on payday, if you would be driving through these areas, you would literally see a cash so it'd be like a casino, a pawn shop, and a cash ca- uh, 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 a check cashing place. And you would see people in lines. I'm talking lines out the door at the check cashing place as you know right around getting right. off work time cashing their check going to the casino if they didn't have money at the casino they were at the pawn shop pawning something to pay off their debt and i looked at that and i was like as a kid i was just like i could never like you know what i mean just because you know i grew up from humble beginnings like right. you know it, we didn't eat out because it was just you know what I mean? just like humble beginnings to think that like y'all are really here risking the livelihood of potentially your home, your car, all that. Like it's you walk into rush. these pawn shops and it's just like you can tell it's like it's a kid's Xbox. You know what I mean? It's it's a wedding rings and it's yeah. just like I have seen that like growing up, I was just like, Oh my god, I can't I can't I like I don't even like gambling like But you think about it, with that workout, that one more push up, that one more lift, that one oh, more yeah. is the other I mean? side of Right. And so it's that one more if I hit it one more time I can make it. If I can just give that five hundred dollars more, put that five hundred dollars, I will make back that ten thousand I lost. Like you know what I mean? That yeah. in that in that mindset it's that one more that time. One more. Yeah.